Yo. Yo, what's going on? Myron, what's going on, man? How are you? Man, I'm incredible this morning, man. You caught me at the perfect time, man. 8.30 a.m. I want to say I truly appreciate you being my first guest on the podcast. Um, You've been a big influence in my life, you know, these past weeks since we collabed and training together. And I thought the people just want to know who you are. We both from Gary, Indiana. We on this journey trying to be the best two individuals that we could be. Um, I just want to let you know I appreciate you, man. I know, man. Um, salute to you, too, and big ups to you as well uh, for uh, allowing allowing me to be able to do what I do best because, you know, most cats, you know, they size me up. They look at me and be like, oh, what he know, whoop de whoop and you know the humility that you have is gonna is what's gonna keep people in the gang long and you definitely have that along with the charisma and all of the other things that don't appear in the scoreboard so like i said it was just it's just it's just a good look man so let's uh get these people what they want though right man first let's uh tell the people who you are man and about ball you academy and, and how you're impacting our youth and our community and i no doubt uh so my name is Myron Jenkins. Uh, what happened was I actually was training in Gary, Indiana for free for the first seven years I came back. Uh, started around 2009-ish. Uh, and then a few, about three years ago, I actually saved up enough coin to be able to get an LLC. Decided to call it Ball U Academy. Uh, the reason why, because it's a versatile name, not just for basketball, but just in case we want to do other sports. But also... You know, just with the name, it represents more than just sport. It represents the grind. It represents the dream. It represents what everybody eventually want to be able to do. Everybody want to ball out at some point. So it represents that. And most of the people in my community, they don't have a lot of opportunity to get that experience unless it's on some illegal stuff. Right. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to be the beacon of light to show them, like, you know, if you're smart enough, if your grind is hard enough, you could figure out a way to be able to make a hustle into something and be able to give back to your community and be a positive influence and role model. The only thing is I just use basketball because basketball is the one thing that I think we agree on in our community. We may not agree on how to play it, <laughs> right, right. But, but we definitely agree that the love is there. So these kids, you know, around my area, they have dreams. They got those those bright lights they want to play college they want to play pro and I was just like them a long long time ago so I figured that you know I think I could have probably made it further if I had individuals to teach me how to play earlier so that's what Ball U Academy was established with about okay if you want to play basketball that's cool let's go ahead give you this blueprint I'm gonna give you the game as to how to do that but then over the couple of years, it morphed into something that I didn't even think it was going to turn into, and that's God's doing. And it turned into fellowship, ministry, mentorship. No, absolutely. I, when I first collabed with you and, and you mentioned Ball U, just with me traveling and, and doing what I love to do, I was not really in tune with my community. And when I was connected with you and we first started training, you mentioned Ball U. I'm like, yeah, I saw that, but I never knew who ran it. So how God orchestrates our path, it was like, man, you run Ball U, 
I go to your practice. I see these kids that you impact. And if you could harp on that first seven years, you said you did it for free because people think that they should see money overnight. Like the money should just come overnight. And you just said seven years, you did it for free. Yeah. So I didn't know I was going to be a trainer. What happened was, and shout out to the big homie, Terrell Frank. We uh, still bros to this day. He about 10 years younger than me. Uh, pretty much when I came back home from college, a mutual friend of ours had this this little nephew or what have you that was young but talented. So when I finally finished up college, he just uh, came to me like, yo, Myron, I need you to train me. And I'm like, I don't know how to train basketball. I just know how to play it. But uh, it was probably the biggest blessing that ever happened to me because, you know, I had to learn and figure out that, that side of the game. But the one thing that always was prevalent was as far as the game go, everybody has a part of the game that they gravitate towards. Right. To me, actually playing the game was nothing more of a result than the parts that I love, which was the work of it, the grind, the getting right, the getting better, the the sweat that nobody sees. Like I used to love that part because I knew that this was the one part nobody could take away from. You know, a coach, when you get in the game, a coach can take you out if you don't do what you're supposed to. Absolutely. You know, a ref can a ref can make a call that can influence how much you're playing, whether it's a 50-50 call or not. Right. So it's a lot of elements in the game that you really don't have any control over. The one thing you do have control over is the work you put in. No, no question. I that's a perfect example. Like me playing professionally and going through the business part, it necessarily don't have to be about your skill. Right. When it comes to business. But what I can't control, like, for example, I got traded to a new team in Puerto Rico. I can control work ethic. I can control how I respond to adversity. I can control still coming to practice and being the last one to leave. Yep. All those things I could control. And I just wanted to harp on that because I think some young guys don't understand once you reach now it was almost to middle school when the business play in yeah <laughs> you know it's getting crazy um and and i learned that just from my mentors such as yourself the controllables work ethic attitude coming in early just being a great teammate everything else that's just out of your control but you have to wrap that around your mind like as long as i do those things I could sleep at night. Absolutely. Absolutely. And doing it the right way. I mean, it's, we live in an era right now in which all of the negative stuff is being rewarded and putting in our face. So, you know, people doing, you know what I'm saying, stupid stuff or people, you know, challenging their own work ethic for a dollar is happening all the time. So in a world that it's turning into with social media people could be famous overnight just by doing something stupid and getting a lot of views in a right. world where you could be compromised the ones who stay solid it's harder for them to do it but you know long run they're going to be around the solid's going to be around and I think the one thing I could say about this generation that we're living in now is the desperation is so high to where being solid is no longer the first important thing Right. You know, the, the morals and the principles can easily be compromised 
because these kids was trying to eat. Facts. And, you know, the way we do it, it's the long way. <laughs> it's the long way. It ain't going to be no shortcuts with us because we know we're building you something for the long haul. Like, yeah, you're going to run into a kid who, we'll just go ahead and talk about from a trader standpoint. I got one kid, uh, his name's Tommy. Uh, T3, shouts out to him. He the one that I'll be posting videos of dunking in the right, game and all that. Right, right. The, the part that people didn't see was, you know, he was a talented eighth grader, but before his year, he went to freshman year, we put him up against all of the best eighth graders in middle school. I mean, I ain't going to drop no names, but it was some prevalent dudes. And, you know, he going against dudes who like to do and one stuff, throwing ball off his head. Right, right. You know, all of that stuff. But meanwhile, you know, he's looking to sound like, how come I can't be on a mixtape and all of this? Or they put him on a mixtape for a wrong reason. And then another mixtape came out with him doing it the right way. And he just kept building on that. And now we look at him now, and he's ready for college basketball. Meanwhile, those other eighth graders that everybody was just in awe of, they peaked. Right, right. And, they, you know, if they lucky to play college, you know, it's not going to be anything major. You know, I think with their following, some of them have a following to where they could probably be a trainer or, you know, do something with that following. But for the most part, as far as the game of basketball goes, he surpassed them, but he did it the long way. Right, right. And it was tough for him. He he had to stay the course. He had to continue to do the right things, even when everybody wanted to see him do the wrong things. Myron, I, I salute to your grind and your brand because you, you told me, like, man, Rico, and for those who don't know, I also go by the name of Rico to a lot of my close friends outside of Dewan. Back. Ain't been with me since I was uh, seven, and it just stuck with me. And some people know me as Rico, or some of them call me Dewan. But just to harp on your brand, and you like, man, Rico, you know, I don't have to post you on my social media. If you want to post me, you could do that. But right now, it's just the importance of us building a relationship. And I, that was huge to me because now you connect with trainers the first day and they want to put you on their social media. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I don't know you. Like, you know right. what I mean? You're going to tell me about my game the first day you met me and post what I'm about to do. But you don't know what I'm about to do. You just want other people to know that you're in the gym with me. And exactly. I think some trainers forget about building a relationship because they care about other people's opinions and feedback first before getting in a connection with your client. Right. And uh, I applaud you. So everywhere I walk around, I'm like, yeah, I train with Myron. They be like, oh, I know Myron, but you don't have many workout videos when when you go to social media. And that, that stood out to me like, man, Myron's really been building his brand really without using social media and wait till he puts his workouts on social media in the future it's gonna be like <laughs> wow he really got that hey hey you wanna you wanna hear something crazy it's funny because it's like i you know i'm bachelor's degree i majored in marketing right mm-hmm. so i know what you know how it is to market and what they taught me they pretty much taught me you know to fulfill the needs of the consumer you know always adjust always push your brand they taught me all of those things and the funniest thing about it is in a world where I know you should be pushing yourself you should be self-promoting yourself 
I look at this and I look at it like it's my baby. Like, Ballyu is my baby. Right. So, in a world where everybody's trying to say, hey, come to us, you know, we can help you. I'm actually saying, no, I'm not for everybody. Ballyu is not for everybody. Right. You know, it's not for everybody. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. Only, only a few would get it. And you don't need a huge basketball resume, nor do you need to have all the skills of the world. You just need to have the will. You need to put in the work, and you need to put in the grind, and you need to love this game as much as I love it, because this is your dream. But even with saying all of that, that's just kind of always how I've been. Like, I'm, I know who I am. I'm not going to appease to everybody, but the people that feel me, we could build a relationship and we could change the world together. And right. I think there's so many people that try to get a hundred thousand people to like them, but really, if I could just get five real solid people, we could cover that hundred thousand. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I mean, I look at my brand, and you know, I, I share with my my close friends and mentors, just a couple. Like I'm getting this podcast together. And they looked. Some looked at me like, for real. I'm like, it's not hard. But I'm in the field where self-promotion is everything. Yes. Building a resume. Like what makes Dwan Marrero unique from Gary, Indiana? Outside that he just hoops. You know, can he market himself? Outside of being a ball player, we live in an area where you have to be versatile. Yeah. Because you see a lot of people in the NBA. I never would have thought I would see Paul Pierce being an anchor. You know what I'm saying? I see Karan Butler holding the mic interviewing players. Nervous, but they're getting <laughs> out of their comfort zone. Yeah. You see Chauncey Billups under the rim interviewing the younger generation now. When I was just used to watch him run the point for Detroit. Getting getting championships. Well, a championship. So <laughs> I'm looking at his grind and it's like he's not content with where he's at in life. I'm pretty sure he's settled in terms of money, but he's like, I have to be diverse and expand my brand. So when I watch ESPN and I see all these former ball players, it's like, I could do that too. I have the brand. I have the look, the law of attraction. Our community mainly will be interested on hearing what we have to say because you don't have that going on in our community. Not much, not so much. Um, also, you know, side note too, uh, the other reason why I don't put a lot on social media because when I started off, I too followed the same blueprint that everybody else is following. And I just learned that everybody was stealing my shit. So right. there's certain things <laughs> I don't right. want to market because there's certain things it's like the secret sauce to ball you. It's what's yeah. making you special. It's the one thing that I separate myself apart from other trainers. And I'm, I can't just put that out for somebody to mimic it, especially if they don't understand the why behind it and they mess it all up. It's almost like, you know, the American Gangster when Frank Lucas walked up to uh, Nicky Barnes about his product. He's like, why are you cutting my product? Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the same premise. Like, I, I don't even want you to even attempt to try to do what I'm doing unless you have a full vast understanding of why I'm doing it so yeah I'm going to put videos up but it's a time and place where I'm not going to just put the drills up 
you're going to hear me actually giving a tutorial. So if you still at that, at least you know the basis of where it come from. Now, whatever you do from that is on you, but at least the kid can see where the origin came from it so that they could be able to get an understanding and be able to do their own research as to, dang, where did this come from? So, and as far as, you know, you go, as far as, you know, I mean, I played this game too. The biggest drug to me is basketball when you don't make it or when the ball stops bouncing. Right. Like, people don't understand this career at best, if you can get to play at age 35 or 40 and you playing, that's that's a good career. But that's usually around the ages of retirement. You got right. a whole 30 more years ahead of you to live life. A whole another life. And your first half of your life, you dedicated to this game. But now they say, okay, we don't need you no more. You too old or you too slow or you know, we got these other guys coming in and we actually need to play them. And now they just leave you out there to try to just figure it out. It's hard for other, some people to figure it out, you know? So what happens? Now they got to find another hot. So it might be women. It might be gambling. It might be, you know, drugs. And, you know, it might be something positive, like, you know, being the best anchor that you could be. You know, Jalen Rose did an incredible job of doing that. I think he's one of the forefathers of this whole blueprint of podcast because he brought his flavor he brought his realism to it and real hoopers when they listen to it they could feel it now of course he got the espn may have had to turn it down a little bit from a commercial element but yet and still it's still the same quality right you right know? No. no i'm sorry keep going no and, and then now you know you got the players tribune in which you can hear hear the game directly from the source or you know you got cj mccullum out there with his podcast guys who are playing with their podcast and you get to hear it from the source which i think is incredible because if i want to learn about the game i'd rather learn directly from that person versus an individual who can mince your words or who can put words in your mouth uh whether it's on accident because they just didn't catch everything or whether it's on purpose because they're trying to make a story so, you know, we cutting the middleman out, and this I think it's a beautiful thing. It, you know, what you're doing is a beautiful thing because everybody just see the glitz and the glamour of this game. You know, they right. they see the women, they see, you know, getting treated like a rock star over there. You signing autographs, kissing babies. They see all of that. You getting money. That what they don't understand is every year is another draft. Every year. <laughs> every year. Every year they go. If you're in the NBA, every year 60 more players are coming, not including the summer league, in which guys from overseas, guys who, you know, are trying to prove they worth that with the 13th, 14th man on the bench that was wearing suits that you probably didn't even pay attention to. Right? G League guys, people, people injured, making their comebacks. Yeah, you know, this summer, every year, <laughs> every year you got to go through that gauntlet, and you got to go through the marketing the who you know the relationships and I, and I tell my guys who play professionally right now like dude if you got film put it out there because why are you holding it right that's what a veteran told me. why are you holding it we live in a different era now somebody may get that job just because they saw your film just off their social media dude Famous Los just won a MVP of the celebrity NBA ball game off of videos he did talking about highlights. And then eventually putting up videos of him playing the LA Fitness. 
that really happened. Ronnie, Ronnie 2K. A lot of people don't even know who Ronnie 2K is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's the, one of the makers of NBA 2K, and he's playing in the celebrity game just because he's so active on his social media. Right. Filet, Filet got a G League tryout. I mean, and don't get it twisted. These dudes can hoop. They got go. Right. Like Famous Lopes played D- Division Two. He knows what he's doing with that pill. But it just goes to show you, like, it's no longer just the typical, you know, said white guy find a hundred of the best guys in the gym uh, in the country and they throw them in the gym and have them figure it out. It's no longer like that anymore. Now anybody can have an AAU team as long as you get your certification. And, you know, if your team is good enough, eventually they'll run into the people that they have to beat or at least compete against to be able to get an opportunity. All it takes is one person to see you. Yeah. And that one person to make a phone call. You can only play for one team. You can only play for one college. Um, It's it's nuts, man. I Like this morning, I'm talking to one of my guys and shout out to Jeremy Williams. He's over in the Middle East in education, and he sends me over one of the players who's a professional ball player in Abu Dhabi. He connected me one of the players so he could give my film to the coach for next season. Nice. And hypothetically speaking, if I get the opportunity, of course, I'm going to take it because why wouldn't I? It's Abu Dhabi. It's in the Middle East. It's just nice over there. And it's next to Dubai, for those who don't know. And just that instant, within 10 minutes, I was connected to a player in the Middle East. They're they're looking for a big. Right. And I'm like, well, this is my YouTube. It was it was simple. And just that quick, I'm connected in the Middle East. Absolutely. And, you know, that that's that's the power of it right now. And that's the beautiful thing about it right now. Um, and, and your brand with your, what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish, you know, notoriety and exposure is everything for you. It's everything. I tell people all the time, if you're trying to make it in this game, yes, you are going to have to have film. You're going to have to have exposure. Me personally, the reason why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it is because I personally am not ready to water down the product based on supplying the demand that will come from it. But for players who are trying to get a job or trying to eat out here, yes, put the video out. I mean, ain't too many 6'6 guys that can score on all four levels and like going to their offside, offhand, offhand and finishing and able to play defense and guard on the other end. Like, the game part is not the problem, but just like I tell everybody else, it's like with all of these traders, all of these coaches, who's training the 90% of the game, which is the mental element? You can't train work ethic. Yeah, and, and, and again, who's who's trading you and preparing you for I missed my first three shots of the playoff game, but I got the mental toughness to be able to take the next five. Who's training you for that? Because that's the difference between the check and you not playing at all. I see the the combine just to, you know, add some more to them. You know, they have the NFL combine on all these guys, journalists writing the stats. But at the end of the day, when they get on that field, all that goes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
all that goes away. They could be the nicest athlete that they ever saw. But when it comes to that, when they on that football field, that work ethic, you get hit by one of them grown-ass men. Back. All that goes out the window. And they like, where's what happened to my investment? Well, you just looked at the analytics to how high this guy could jump, how fast he could run. But he just got hit, knocked on his ass. How he's going to respond? And, as, and you know, that goes to, you know, the evolution of the sport, too. You know, um, I'm not going to be one of those old heads to say analytics rest best of the game. I'm not going to say that. I think it's just balance should be for everything. Everything should have a balance, too. So I do love the analytic element of the game. I actually learned it myself. Uh, I'm still learning uh, elements of it because you can gain an advantage uh, if you're a, if you're at a scouting port or, you know, you can gain an advantage on how to guard people. It helps. But by the same token, this is a game played by humans. And right. there are certain things that's not going to show up in analytics. Like if a dude is busting his ass in front of millions of people, that emotional element of how that guy is feeling that he can't do nothing with the person guarding him, it's not showing up in analytics. So yeah, he might be able to shoot 50% from three from the corner, but he's getting his ass busted and tortured in front of millions of people. And now they pass it to him for that quarter three. Do he have a heart to hit that shot? Right. You know, that, that that's the part that we, we not measuring. <laughs> like, that's how I know who you are. Because, you know, let's look at that, you know, that Houston and uh, Golden State series last year. It's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. James Harden wasn't getting those calls in game seven, right? Right. You know, Houston played pretty much about as good as you could play Golden State on defense. They literally played, you know, hood, Rucker Park defense. Like, they played like they was playing with money on the line in a random outdoor court in which, you know, pick switch, no airspace for nobody, just just really getting it in on defense. But what people don't add up, the fact is, they did that for six grades. Now game seven comes, and Golden State is giving you that same three-quarter you've been hitting all regular season. But now you have no legs because you've never played defense like that before in your life. Well, at least not since, like, probably college or high school. Right. So now, those same shots that you're used to hitting, now add in probably about 10 to 15 extra pounds of weight on them legs because you're tired. In addition to the fact you still got to guard them on the other end. And playoffs different. Yeah, not including the fact that it's a shot that you know that you can make, but also mentally you're so exhausted that you don't even want to drive it and try to create a foul because you're tired and it takes too much work to get there. You know you have to play defense. And now here's the funny thing. Analytics told me I can't shoot this bad race jump shot, even though I'm gonna probably hit this shot all that because my legs tired. Analytics say I'm a different player in the playoffs than I am in a regular season. Mm-hmm. So you people don't add that part in because any shooter, if you played this game, knows if you miss your first two from three and you know that it's short, either you're gonna jump higher or you're gonna step in. Right. Because you have, to, as a shooter, you have to see the ball going to the rim. You have to. That's 
that's what triggers more shots to go in. It's, it's a mental thing when it comes to shooters. You can shoot the shot perfectly, but if the ball's not going in the net, it's frustration that's going to, going to rely or you're going to start questioning or try to troubleshoot why it's not going in. That's just natural. We troubleshoot all the time when our shot's not going in. It doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with it per se, but what can be approved on? That's right. the whole nature of shooting. So, like I said, because, you know, Houston is very known for their analytics, you're told to continue to shoot this shot even though they don't have the legs to shoot it. And speaking on Houston, what do you think about their style of play? I listen to Kobe and he's like, they're not a championship team. They don't play championship basketball. But he he think it's phenomenal how James Harden is playing, which he's a dope player. Like, he's a, he's a savage. However, it's just one man with the rock and everybody just space out and just be ready to shoot. Do well, you think a lot of young guys are going to try to copy that if they have the leverage to with their respective teams? Well, um, I think that that's the last missing piece of the puzzle where we talk about playing this game. Is That's the only type of style of play that has not won a championship yet. Just the uh, ISO, everybody else go to the corner. Allen Iverson came the closest. All right. That, that's, All right. The, that's the only style of play that has not got a championship yet. First, they said, you know, point guards could be the main focal point of the offense and, you know, shooting shooting jump shots versus going to the basket is not winning basketball. They had Steph Curry shut all that shit down. Prior to that, they stated, you know, shooting guards can't, you know, win a title. You need centers to win the title. They had Georgia shut that shit down. You know, it was always something. They also said, you know, small forwards, you know, can't be the primary playmakers, or if they are, they need jump shots like Larry Bird and LeBron shut that shit down. So, basketball is an art, so you can't tell a person how to paint their masterpiece. The only thing is, is that you have to make sure that you are building an identity based around that that's going to be willing, winning basketball. So, if you're going to ISO the whole game, that's fine, but you might want to shorten up those possessions on defense, or get a lot of stops on defense to make sure they're not scoring. Man, I man, basketball is a beautiful thing once you break it down, like how you break it down, Myron. Um, once once you have the the heart and and the passion for the game, it goes beyond just watching highlights. Like I admire PJ Tucker due to the fact all you gotta do is spot up. You don't have to penetrate you don't have to do anything out his norm but spot up get a couple of rebounds cut that check <laughs> yeah and you guard, know, guard four positions on the other end that's the part people forget yeah, ain't they, nobody tried to do that <laughs> exactly and another thing I want to harp on with Houston is Kenneth Fareed uh, he went to my alma mater which is Moorhead State University in Ohio Valley Conference and a lot of people forgot about him because he was being bounced around. He ended up going to Brooklyn, didn't play as much. But then the right system, right opportunity, the right coach. He's averaging a double-double each game. Yep. 12 and 10, 15 or 10 with Houston. And now his stock rise, people are like, why he didn't do this in Brooklyn? Well, the simple fact is 
nine out of ten times probably out of his control. It's the same guy that played on the USA team in the mid two thousands. And and the one thing that people got to understand too about this this game, and it's hard for them to understand because that nobody wants to relate basketball to real life or their everyday life because they look at basketball or NBA or if you're playing on TV as a fantasy. But it's more like a job than you think. Which right. means fit matters. I may not be a great fit for an Apple company, but I'm a great fit for the job that I have now. Right. Right. You know, I may, you know, as you can hear, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, I've been studying this game. Some people could think I could be a coach or, you know, coach at a high level, but I can't coach everywhere. You want to know why? Because everybody's motivation is different. You know, if you're an athletic director and you just want to make sure that the alumni are happy, I probably won't be a good coach there. Right. But if you are a coach that, I mean, if you're an athletic director that really admires winning and admires, you know, guys being outstanding statuses and getting better, but is patient enough to allow me to build build the environment the way it needs to be and you give me a few years to be able to get the right guys in and establish the the culture, then yeah, I probably would be a good fit there. But people don't understand it's like, you know, with basketball, the one thing that we we never we never take it to account. And it bothers me because, you know, it just goes to show how many people really played and really didn't. And not to say that I'm mad that you didn't play, but if you didn't play then you wanna, you know, do a little bit more research to learn. But the main thing about basketball that, that keeps you going is continuity. All right. And these teams is always in the drafts. Everybody looking at the players like, well, what's wrong with the players? What's wrong with the players? No. Those players had three different coaches. Those players had two different GMs. All different philosophies. It takes time. Man, it's a, it's a marathon, bro. Like, I'm, I'm 25, <laughs> man. And I'm learning as I continue to play. And I'm, I'm only in my third year. I, I had the opportunity to chim in. Um, during Vanderbilt's basketball practice because Coach Bryce Drew used to coach at Valpo. So when you see somebody else from the region, it's just like automatically the wall comes down. It's like you're at home just yeah. because guys from the region just have that connection. And I'm talking to one of their assistant coaches and he asked me how old I was and I'm like, I'm 25. And he was, he was like, you're only 25, man. You're so young in the basketball game. And I'm like, I know, but I'm learning so much so quickly where five years from now, I may be going through this same situation, but I'm going to be a vet in the game where I know how to handle it even better. And and that's the thing, the much to give it as much as required. Like, you know, anybody that's going through the trials that you're going through, it's not for no reason like nothing happens for no reason everything happens for a reason so if you're going through certain things that you're going through now you have to understand that you've been chosen to end up being something that's going to be bigger than what you expected out of yourself you probably just wanted to just play professional basketball you probably just wanted to make to the NBA well your purpose is beyond that and now you're starting to see that now it's bigger than just basketball with you yeah you're going to use basketball as a utensil because that's going to get the people attention that you need to get but it's bigger in a world where people are willing to compromise their their morals their respect their integrity 
you need younger guys to kind of bring it back to the forefront. You know, back in the day, you know, a lot of people may not agree with old school parenting or whatever. Uh, but again, you know, it's balance. It's pros and cons to everything. You know, at least back in the day when, you know, you know, your grandfathers or my fathers, you know, the men were were workers. You know, they usually was in, you know, doing hard labor. And the thing about when you're a hard laborer is you're used to fixing things. You're used to doing things. You're used to taking action. Whereas now, my generation, the men are graduating from college. So they're used to thinking. They're used to interpreting. They're used to, you know, expressing themselves more. But the thing about it is the balance is out of whack because if they're used to doing that and the women are used to doing that, who's actually taking action? Mm. Right. So that's why I say it's just about balance. I'm not saying my generation is worse than the generation previous, but I am saying at some point, as men, we're going to have to get back to just taking action and just understanding that, yeah, you know, we could talk about things all day long and we can, you know, I mean, be able to figure things out but at some point you just have to just jump out there and just take action and put yourself out there and understand that it's not going to be perfect you're going to bump your head it's going to be some bruises but just work through it troubleshoot through it that's real I, I appreciate that man that's that's free game right there bro man I'm gonna you know get ready to wrap it up because I know you have other shit you got to do but one last thing bro I want to hit you with is I see that as I'm watching ESPN, I have it on mute, right? Right. <laughs> Pelican just signed this guy. He's a foreigner. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm, I don't want to disrespect his name, but he leads the EuroLeague in three-point field goal percentage. Um, it's crazy to me because more Euro players are coming here to the NBA to play, and those who don't understand the business of basketball, who breaks it down, like you and I do, they don't get that on why that on why Euro players are coming and taking over in the NBA. Oh, absolutely, expansion. <laughs> right. I want that. I want that world, buddy. Not that country, buddy. Like, don't let don't let the NFL fool you and say it's like the greatest sport in the world. Behind the scenes, they are trying their best to get to the level that soccer is, and that's another thing too. You know, as Americans, we just completely. Most of the time, we, we don't give soccer its due. But soccer, that's long money. That's real-life money right there. Man, <laughs> that and baseball, I just... Yeah. Well, this dude signed an eight-year extension for two eight-year extension, bro. And I'm like, that's all I'm seeing while I'm watching the game the other night at the bottom. Such and such just signed an eight-year extension worth 260 <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, the pay matches the grind. Because you could get drafted number one and never even sniff a major league field. Yeah. You get yeah, you get to the Hall of Fame if you fail 70% of the time you at bat. Think about that. If you fail only 70% of the time, you're a Hall of Famer in baseball. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> but that's real shit, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Also, you know, with basketball, you know, it's only 15 people per roster. It's only 30 teams. Do the math. So it's only 450 people that's on that team. I mean, in that league. Man, it's uh, 
it's nuts, man. The business is continuous expansion. Like the world is evolving every day. And I'll be feeling bad for those who don't be so hip to what's going on today. Because something new tomorrow is being invented. Yep. And there's a big percentage of the world that's going to be hip to it. Where I may not be hip to it until this summer, next fall. And it's like, we got to stay on our constant grind of learning. Absolutely. And that's just really the, the main thing. You know, I, I I tell my kids all the time that the game is more beautiful when you know how to play it. And when I say know how to play it, I'm, not, I'm going beyond just doing the 10% physical element that's required. I'm talking about it's a beautiful game when you're able to see, you know, a play before anybody else could see it. That's what you plan. And that's what makes the game beautiful. Like when you see, you know, guys that people don't really give a lot of credit to. Like I was watching, I was studying Patrick Beverly offensive, offensively. Because everybody always talk about Patrick Beverly, Beverly and his defense. I studied him offensively. It's just how he controlled the game in his first quarter against Denver. Yeah, they got blown out. But the way he controlled the game, like he knew exactly where Gallinari wanted the ball and what spot he wanted it in. And he was able to manipulate the defense to make it seem like he wasn't going to do that only to end up doing it. He knew how to get the rookie Gilchrist Alexander off. He knew how to get Landry Shamit off. He knew he was a jump shooter. Like, he just knew how to maneuver everybody and put them in positions in which they could be great. And, you know, in the league now, it's hard to see that because everybody just runs green and roll, and it's easy reads that way. One person is going to be in the corner, one person is going to be in the wing, one person is rolling. Somebody else going to be in the other corner. You know where everybody is at. So when the help side comes, you know who to kick it. It's, it, it makes the game simple, and I like that. But also, it's, it's just, you know, the, the point guards that are able to see the game like Patrick Beverly showed that he could see it, or even the Rondos, the way you could just be able to manipulate and maneuver possessions in your favor, even if you may not have the same pieces that other people have, that's the part of the game that I think is missing. But it's hard to teach that because you got to have a person with a basketball mind that can see that. Like, and it goes just beyond, you know, again, X's and O's. You know, somebody talking stuff to my power forward, I'm putting him in the post. Stuff like that. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, he talking to you? Go ahead, get him. Get in the post. Everybody now, everybody move. I forget whatever play you call it, coach. He about to get the ball right now because he want it. He hungry right now. It's going to be a foul or a bucket. It might be an offensive foul, but at least I'm rewarding him and keeping him engaged because you know how frustrating it is when somebody's talking junk to you and you can't get them back because you got to run this play or you just are just subjective to just playing a role, so to speak. But that's the part of the game people don't see. And when you get to that part where you can see all of that going on, oh, that's when it's fun. Uh, that's, that's a beautiful thing, man. I, I'm pretty sure the listeners, when they do chim in and listen, they're going to be like, who is this Myron guy? <laughs> why, why haven't I met this dude? Like, freak, I need to collab with him because he's he's a genius at what he's doing right now. And it's only the beginning stage of what he's doing. Yeah, I'm like, still learning. Like, that, that's a funny thing. Like, that, it's so are. much more. <laughs> and you sound confident when you talk. You know, because I'm always open to constructive criticism, bro. And I can't wait till I put this podcast out there so people can hit me with the feedback because I'm op- I'm confident in my brain and what I do. And I know I log into hours. Yep. 
even when I'm not training with you, I know what I have to do to log in hours because I'm around pros all the damn time. Yeah, I have uh, the the luxury to be around the Damian Wilkins, the Carlos Arroyos. All those guys are older, but they still have the leverage to play. Maybe not in the NBA, but somebody still wants them to lead their team. Yep. And it's like, wow, I'm 25. And 10 years from now, when this podcast is still going, a lot of people are going to look at me like, damn, I didn't know you was like that. Like, we just knew you from Gary. But once Marvin passed away, rest in peace, Marvin. Rest in peace, Marvin. He was like, my dad made me the person I am today. And when he went down, um, that just really amped my savage up in terms of I got to have grit. I have to be able to maneuver adversity. I have to expand my brand because the person that I relied on expand my brand for me, he's no longer here. So what are you going to do now? Either going to lay down or are you going to pick up the principles he left off? So therefore you could take your life to the next level. Facts. So when God brought me to you, bro, I said to myself, we're going to really develop this great relationship organically. Because you know off the back if you're not going to be able to vibe with that person. Of course. And, <laughs> and that's why I say not for everybody. That's my favorite yeah. thing. I got a hat that says not for everybody. A brand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I know who I am. I'm confident in myself. So let me see if I can vibe with them and let's grow our relationship. So when I was watching your practice on Monday... Was it Monday? Yeah, yeah, it was Monday. It was Monday. yeah. Okay, so I'm like, man, who would have thought like he would have been my first guest on on my podcast? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, I didn't think like I had this plan from the get get go in terms of I had the podcast idea plan, but I didn't know it was gonna be my first guest. So I really appreciated you taking the time out off from your busy schedule to connect with me, bro. Um, I think I will see you actually this evening um, at your practice, correct? That is correct. Uh, PNC is coming. They're going to be talking about the uh, importance of financial literacy in the community. Uh, Big ups to my fiance, uh, Marquita Williams. She she set all of that up. She's the mastermind behind it. Uh, That's another jewel that I should drop for people, man. Make sure you get you a great woman in your life because they will make your life so much easier. And there's just moves that a great woman can make that no matter how great the man is, he can't make those moves. So, you know, absolutely. in a world where everybody's uh, pushing, pimping, and savagery, this is the real way to go. Now, don't force it. You know, don't try to wipe up a chick that's not on that but if you do find one don't play with it man um you know that's free game and it's man and we could talk forever bro but i know <laughs> but i feel like our youth got to take advantage of this worldwide web and how much knowledge is out here you don't have to go out of your way to get free game like this it's all on your iphone android yep. whatever you use to be up to date with whatever content you choose what you want to put in your head. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, too, uh, make sure that y'all also check out 94 Feet of Life. I'm going to return the favor and have you on with my guys, introduce you to some other solid guys who are really good with the game of basketball. We're going to build that way. 
uh, bounce off each other. Yeah, I added them on Facebook. Yeah, they they some solid guys, man. We we in messaging, we we go at each other all the time. Funny, funny as hell. Uh, very knowledgeable, very passionate. Uh, just a good balance, balance, man. Just we just love talking basketball with each other. So we definitely gonna have you on. So yeah, make sure for the listeners, definitely follow Ninety Four Feet of Life along with the Wines Podcast. This is something that is going to be something that you're going to want to listen to often because. I know that there's a lot of people out there that are like us. Maybe not with basketball, but maybe you're that person that works a nine to five and is doing the best that you can. And sometimes you want to give up, or right. maybe, or maybe you're studying and you're 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 chasing your dream hard and you just haven't got that breakthrough yet. This is what this here for. You have to just grind your way through it, figure it out, and persevere. That's the name of this game is perseverance. So. Just we want to let you know that you're not alone. We're persevering out here with you. You get to see us in our grind stages. So this when we ever make it to Belize or a nice island, <laughs> maybe yeah. even Puerto Rico, you you ever know where we came from? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a marathon. Like this, this is a uh, it's a beautiful thing. Like you made my day today. You set the tone from the morning until the end because I'm marketing myself on a whole another level on my own until somebody want to be like hey Rico if you don't mind I can change this for you and give me your input because I know that's going to come and when that happens I'm going to really be open and then I'm going to tell you like Myron this how this happened this how I got here and then I'm going to set the blueprint for my community and let them know yeah I went to Bowman Academy from 7th through 12th grade and I went to Banneker Elementary School from first through six and this is my story and um at the end of the day both of us were just a kid from gary that's trying to make our parents proud that's <laughs> you know what that may be the that may be the title of that's the yours whole, two two kids from gary hey it's yours <laughs> let's get it um but yeah also i'm posting my college highlights on for throwback thursday i i gave a lot of buckets out and <laughs> i'm posting that for throwback third on the story so I know who watched it. Hilarious. And yeah, that's why I like posting on the story because I, I know who watched it. So I know you know how I'm coming because I still play like that but enhanced. Yeah. And that's the, the, the funny thing. thing about it, man. That's the funny thing about it. You know, the fabric of you is always going to be there. The core of who you are is always going to be there. It shows in your game but, you know, the evolution is also showing as well. And when you have a solid core, then you evolve that core. No stopping it. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Well, like I said, I appreciate it again. I will see you tonight. What, 6.30? Uh, 6 p.m., sir. 6 p.m. Yeah. All right, I will be there. Um, appreciate you hopping on the Dewan Morero podcast, man. First time guest. First podcast ever. Stay tuned for next week. I don't know who the guest will be. We'll just find out. Hey, All salute right. to you. Keep doing your thing, man. Keep grinding, man. Uh, Shouts out to Dewan Morrell Podcast, man. Hopefully this won't be the last time I'm on. All right. Appreciate it, bro. Peace. All right.